KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. Hey, it's Matt Leon, and the Division Two NCAA Men's and Women's Basketball Tournaments get underway this week. On the women's side, the Lincoln University Lions are in the field. Lincoln won the Central Intercollegiate Athletic Association Tournament Championship, earning an automatic bid into the field. The 22-7 Lions will take on Glenville State on Friday in the first round. Game will be played at Glenville State down in Glenville, West Virginia. Had the chance to talk with Lincoln's first-year head coach, Janice Washington. Washington. We discussed this moment for her squad, her team's season, and much more. Give a listen. First off, congratulations. You guys clinched a tournament berth as we're talking more than a week ago. So you had a week to kind of enjoy being CIA champs before the tournament field was set. Uh, what has the last week and a half been like for you, the staff, and the team? It's been great. You know, it has been outstanding. Uh, there's just so much. Um, love being shown to this team and just how proud the community is of them. The same with the staff, you know, Lincoln, the community, the student body, the athletics department, we really needed this win, not just from an athletic standpoint and, you know, doing something that's never been done here at Lincoln before, but just from um, just a well-being and healing and mental standpoint emotionally we need to win there's a lot that's been going on on our campus that's outside of our control but at the same time being able to have this opportunity to bring some little bit of sunshine to campus has been really really special this is your first year as head coach if I talk to you like back on Halloween and we're discussing what do you think you know give me an honest assessment of the group what's the ceiling what's the potential what would you have told me? At the time, during, you know, close to Halloween, when we were just getting ready to get started with our regular season, I would have told you, as long as we can stay healthy, we can probably compete and contend um, at the top of this conference. And that's because of the depth that we have. We have a good amount of depth. We have a number of players that have started. We go about 10, 11 deep when we have all of our players. And unfortunately, when we got to the tournament, we didn't have all of our players. We only had a a handful and a half uh, of them during our tournament run. But I believe that being a team that had the type of depth that we had this year is why we were able to get through the tournament with seven players and eight players, because those players have had quality minutes on the court and not just playing when we're by 20, down by 20 in those minutes that don't necessarily matter. They all have, you know, experience on the court where it's crunch time, where, you know, the game and the score is close. It's a tight situation. And so I think being able to have a team that has so many players that could potentially start on different teams in a conference was something that was going to set us apart early on. For people that aren't familiar, kind of introduce us to some of the kids that have made this happen. Who's leading the way for this squad? Yeah, um, the, the the name that everybody hears the most is Brianna Brown. She is the conference player of the year for regular season. She was the player of the tournament this year. She averaged uh, about 18, 17 and a half, 18 points a game for us, um, but also was the kid that was matched up defensively against the opponent's best perimeter player. Another player that that is literally a Swiss Army knife for us is Jade Young, a six foot point guard that led us in assists and rebounding, and was also in the top two in the conference in those areas, but also 
get put the ball in the bucket when necessary. Our biggest spark plug for us is Joy Morton. She's a Philly kid, comes in off the bench for us and rebounds. She shoots the three. She steps in and she takes somewhere between two and a half to three charges a game. She's a kid that really, really, the fans love to watch her play. And again, we've got uh, our other Philly kids, Siani Montgomery is a little point guard from West Catholic that just uh, really would come in and be a spark plug for us. And then you got in, on the inside, Chriselle Gordy, who really blossomed, I think, this year in terms of like her offensive output. She was transferred in last year, and based on the film that I've seen of her here, as well as her prior school, she typically has played the role of like a Dennis Rodman. Like, she's going to rebound the ball well, she's going to defend well. But this year, she really, really focused on finishing around the rim, and she got those accolades in got the respective teams in the conference and made second team all conference. And so really happy for her. She's a very good inside presence for us and it's just very strong around the basket. You talked about if you felt if you stayed healthy, you had a, a deep group that could do some things. Was there a moment though during the season when it really kind of crystallized for you that this group had that it factor and it could be a moment in a game, a practice, a bus ride, but just something that you really thought as a coach we really got something here. You know, I can honestly say no. <laughs> I know that sounds bad, but, you know, we we played a couple of conference games prior to the Christmas break, and we won those games by a good margin, but we were out three players, and they were all guards. And so we still were like, wait, when these kids come back in, how are we going to fit them back into the rotation? Because one of the girls that was out was a starter. And the three guards that were out, they all were two, three guards. They all were all, all guards. And so we were just wondering, like, how are we going to get that to match? And so just at every point, like, throughout the year, we've not had all of our roster. We've, never, we've always been missing at least two players. So for every game we played, we were always missing two players and not players that were you know, numbers 13, 14, 15, 16, like these are players that were in the rotation and either were hurt or, you know, out due to COVID protocols or nagging injury or for whatever reason, they weren't able to participate in the game. And so the question for me wasn't necessarily like, okay, at this point that, yeah, I see it and it's crystallized, it's always, how's this going to work when this player gets back in? You know, how do we get her back into this rotation when we're playing well without that was always uh, a question mark, but they all, you know, started to mesh really well together. And that's a good sign when you can go out to practice and go hard against, you know, players on a regular basis and force each other to get better because you're not always, you know, you're not always practicing the same group. And now that intensity level changes. Let's talk a little bit about the matchup. Glenville State on their home floor in the first round. Obviously, everybody's good this time of year. Obviously, you're taking on the top seed in the region. That's going to be a challenge. But what do you know about them? I know as we're talking, it's only been about 12 hours since the matchup was released. But what do you know about them? I was able to see them while scouting some other teams and things like that. But they are a team that they're they're trying to get to 100. They're going to try to get to 100. And they do that by forcing turnovers. They're picking up full court the entirety of the game and their rotation. It's very interesting when you watch it, but 
at the start of the game, you'll see them lined up for the tip. And before the first two possessions are over, you'll see the next five walking to the tape. And the rotation, 35-second intervals. When there's a dead ball, a new five are, are going to come in, and they're going to press the heck out of you full court for the next 35 to 45 seconds, and then the next five to come in. And so in the past, it's been five and five and five. But what I've noticed in that conference tournament, unfortunately for us, we weren't playing, so we were able to watch the NEC conference tournament as well as the PSAC conference tournament. But they tightened up their rotations a little bit for the last couple of games, and so they weren't necessarily running 12, 13 deep. The, the last game they played against Charleston, they only ran eight people in the game, and again, that game was back and forth for the first half of the Charleston going into uh, the fourth quarter. So the rotation, you know, really got tight. Biggest key to success for you, if you guys are going to put a run together, what's at the top of the list of things you have to do? We have to take care of the ball. First and foremost, in order to get past Cornell State, you have to take care of the ball. They force 27 turnovers a game out of their opponents. And if they're forcing turnovers, and if they're forcing live ball turnovers with full court presses, that's giving them easy layup looks. And so we want to make sure we're taking care of the ball. Defensively, we have to work really hard not to give up points. Like we've been a solid defensive team statistically the entire season. And so being able to go in and again, Glenville State. We haven't seen a team that plays like them, but they also haven't seen a team as athletic as we are. And so being able to contain their perimeter players and just make sure that we're rebounding. So just making sure that we're efficient on the offensive end and not just going down into possession. That will do it for this bonus episode of One on One. Many thanks to Janice Washington for taking the time to talk about her Lincoln University women's basketball team. You can follow the show on Twitter at One on One Pod. You can follow me on Twitter as well at Matt Leon 1060. Thanks so much for listening.